call uh, from their coach saying that he was not going to be able to make the game. Well, that's right. You know, uh, TGIF is now on our hate list, even though they do have a very honorable, respected, and famous football program over there because uh, they said they called up they wasn't going to come and play us. Some ridiculous thing about us not promising to pay them enough money to come here and pay. And, uh, of course, you know, we're not in the football business for money. You know, we, do, we don't care about how much money folks make. We're in it for the glory of the game and uh, just so we can institute some fine boys out there and give them education and learn them how to play football. And quite as a coincidence, while we were still on our radio show, you got a call from a coach who was looking for an opponent this week. Well, that's right. Ain't that amazing? Just another one of them things that makes football the great game it is. You know, the coach over to East Springfield Polytechnic ESP called up not just a couple of minutes after we found out that uh, the folks at TGIF wasn't coming. He says, Coach, Coach, I hear you're looking for a ball game. And, uh, you know, there must have been something in the air. And, and so I figured that, well, gee whiz, if things are going to happen like this, it must be fate that we're supposed to play these boys. So I quick agreed, said, you, you boys come on, we'll play you tomorrow. And so now we got us a ball game. And you don't have much time to prepare for this opponent. In fact, uh, no way to get a scouting report at this late date, is there? Well, uh, as good as uh, scouting reports has been all season, I don't believe we're going to need one. And I'll be back with Coach <laughs> Turf right after we pause for this message. Oh, boy. Scouting reports may not need one. That's confidence right there. I don't know which way, but <laughs> the Art Turf Show, proudly sponsored by this item, which is incredibly nutritious. It contains more potassium than bananas. Loaded with heart-healthy monounsaturated fatty acids. Loaded with fiber. This can lower cholesterol and triglyceride levels. And people who eat these tend to be healthier. What is it? Avocados. Well, Coach Turf, a last-minute fill-in opponent for the game this week, ESP. And you certainly haven't had a lot of time to prepare for this football game. Well, that's right, you know, and that's just another one of them things that makes football a great game it is because you don't necessarily, even though it is nice most of the time, to know what your opponent is going to do every time he snaps a football. Uh, another one of the things you can do to prepare for a ball game is just to prepare your young men to go out there and play their finest, to play a fine ball game on offense, play a fine ball game on defense, play a fine ball game on special teams, and just concentrate on what we do best. In other words, you're just going to take your own team and try to improve in all your areas. Well, that's right, and, uh, and there ain't nobody can say that uh, in all the areas we got, we can stand some improvement. Coach Turf, if you're going to concentrate on the things that you do best, what would you say would be your best formation this week? Well, judging on what's been going on in the uh, past seven ball games this season, judging all the formations we've run from, T-bone formation, Z formation, I formation, uh, the split wing formation, I'd say the best formation we got going for us is punt formation. <laughs> Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach. Art Turf. Yeah, baby. Good times for you and me. You're keeping good company with WATH.
Good morning from 970 WATH. I'm Scott Daly filling in for Dave this morning. And he'll be back, uh, well, I think he's aiming for Monday anyway. But until then, I'm glad to be with you here this morning on the uh, Party Line Edition on this Friday, October 22nd, 2021. 17 and a half minutes after 9 o'clock. Well, I guess I'll have to do it. Yabba dabba do. Or if you prefer, yabba dabba do. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Right? All right. Well, now that we got that out of the road, the show is official. It's 51 degrees and cloudy here in Athens. And, uh,. We're expecting high temperatures in the mid-50 degree range today and uh, possibly some light rain off and on throughout the day and maybe even into tomorrow morning as uh, after that, partly sunny skies are in the forecast. And uh, that's going to be a nice football weather for the Bobcats who will host to Kent State tomorrow afternoon. And uh, incidentally, before we go on, We've had a power outage, apparently, in the uh, East State Street area. Now, I don't know whether this is from the Stroud's Run substation out there, uh, but apparently it has affected Power 105 and 97.1 FM, and also the streams on both, the live streams. So if you're not able to get those, if you know someone that would typically listen to those on a stream or 97.1, well, the streams are fed from 97.1 and also from Power 105 on that side. So if you know someone that may be listening in or trying to listen in on one of those, uh, tell them they'll need to flip over to the AM side and hopefully they can get that signal here for the Party Line show and the remainder of the programming for this morning. Now, AEP apparently is saying the estimated power restoration is at 11.30 this morning with that. All right, so that's the latest that I have, that we have here. If uh, you know of anything different, please feel free to give me a call, uh, 740-592-6646. But we received a call uh, from a couple locations on the East State Street side apparently both sides of East State, uh, saying that they have a power outage there. Uh, So anyway, uh, that's the scoop on that from AEP. And uh, we'll continue on here on the AM side on 970 WATH. So again, 97.1, no power there, um, as well as the streams. Same thing with our sister station, Power 105, uh, due to an AEP power outage. Again, if you happen to miss this a few seconds ago, as uh, people tune in at different time periods through the day, uh, the estimated power restoration is right around 1130 this morning. All right. So if you're headed down that way, you might want to call ahead to see if uh, they are open or not. Any businesses down there. If we get an update uh, that gives us a time sooner than that, of course, we will pass that along to you. So here we are uh, on this Friday, October 22nd, 2021, 
And uh, I was looking ahead at the weather forecast uh, for the remainder of the day, uh, trying to find tomorrow, too, to see if I can get an hour-by-hour forecast. All right, here we go. Because the Bobcats have a home game, and, you know, should we take some rain gear or not? Right now, it's looking like uh, the rain gear can stay home or stay in the car and stay dry, or maybe just take one of the ponchos, one of those fold-up ponchos or something like that. Right now, kickoff uh, time is 60 degrees and cloudy and only a 1% chance of rain. I'd say that's pretty good. But uh, 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, 60 degrees and cloudy, and then partly sunny through the remainder of the day and uh, getting up to only about 61 for the high temperature. And uh, by the game's end, it looks like partly sunny and 61. So the Bobcats entertaining Kent State tomorrow. I think Kent State might be sitting in first place at the moment. So uh, the Bobcats can have a little effect on the eastern standings in the MAC. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, I'm going to look at the standings right now. Yeah, Kent State is sitting on top of the MAC East. Now, they're 3-3 three three overall, but they're 2-0 in the MAC. The Bobcats are 1-1 one one in the MAC. You know what? It's not improbable that the Bobcats could not rise up and win the MAC East. So, from my viewpoint, they're still in it. You know, they got Miami uh, on the 2nd of November. Incidentally, this game tomorrow is the last home Saturday game where the Bobcats will host the Flashes, the Golden Flashes from Kent State. And so when they take on Miami uh, on November 2nd, that is a Tuesday, a Tuesday night. So uh, I believe ESPN or the CBS Sports Network is uh, going to be showing MAC weeknight games. And my guess is that will be one of them on a Tuesday night. And then the following Tuesday, uh, they will go to Eastern Michigan. And then the following Tuesday after that, on the 16th, they will host the Toledo Rockets. And uh, I believe that will be the final home game of the season. Yes, it is. So uh, anyway, this is the last home Saturday game tomorrow. Uh, Mac West standings, if you're interested. Uh, Northern Illinois at the top, followed by Western, Eastern Michigan's, Ball State, Central Michigan, and Toledo. That's surprising to see Toledo there at the bottom. Uh, so uh, the Bobcats have some very winnable games left on the schedule. Okay, if we look at Miami, they're 2-4 and four overall, and Bobcats have them coming up. And who else did we say? Toledo. Uh, they are 3-3 three and three overall. And the Bobcats play at Bowling Green. They're 2-4 and four overall. And uh, the Bobcats also play at Eastern Michigan. All right, they're 4-2. and two. We may have to put that one aside, but you never know. Uh, the Bobcats have a history of playing pretty well at Eastern Michigan. So I'm not going to discount uh, a victory there, too. All winnable games, from my perspective here, the Bobcats... I think have found their quarterback in uh, Mr. Rogers and in his neighborhood there at Peden Stadium. 
And uh, road games, he's performed pretty well. If you didn't know, he set an NCAA record last week at Buffalo. Uh, Armani Rogers uh, with a 99-yard touchdown run, the longest touchdown run by a quarterback in NCAA history. The previous record was 98. So uh, 99 right now, the record belongs to Armani Rogers of Ohio University. Uh, that young man's got some good size to him. He's tough to bring down and uh, really gives them another running back. I think he's got a great arm, too. Great passer. Um, so the following MAC teams on the schedule, in my opinion, better not overlook this kid. Is, uh, he can direct a game and very winnable game. You know, the Bobcats should have won last week. I mean, come on, if you want to be realistic about it. They, they got hosed by a penalty there for an offsides at the end of the game. So, uh, you know, if nothing else, they could have taken it into overtime. And they were playing well. So we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. I, I think uh, Kent State's going to be a tough team. They know they're in first place, and they know what they can hold on to or let it slip away. So it's uh, going to be a good ball game tomorrow in Peden Stadium in Athens. Uh, kickoff at 1 o'clock and uh, pregame at 12 noon on our sister station, the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats, uh, Power 105. It's 105.5 on the FM dial, so you can catch all the live exciting action with Russ and Rob on the flagship station, the home of the Bobcats, Power 105. We're also the home of the Bobcats, uh, the flagship station of the Bobcat basketball season, too, which uh, incidentally is going to be starting pretty quickly, Um, so we'll maybe get a check on that before we head on out of here. Uh, The Buckeyes, they also play... Tomorrow night, I think that's a national game as they travel to Indiana to take on the Hoosiers. Hoosiers, pretty tough team. Um, I'm not sure if their quarterback is still playing or not. I think he's out for the season, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, anyway, I see we have a caller here. So, let me see if I can bring them on board and uh, see what's happening here. Good morning. You're on the air on 970. Tickety-poo. Hey, Don. Tickety-poo. How are we doing today? We're doing all right. Got a little scratchy throat, but uh, you're going to help me out and give me a break here, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's this type of weather. It'll do that to you. Mm-hmm. I've been... The Bobcats, <clears throat> they've lost by like one and three points. And OU needs a kicker. I'm sorry. That dude cannot kick. I could kick a 25-yard field goal at my age. <laughs> yeah. Now, that would I mean, be a sight to see. I'd yeah. like to see that. Well, <laughs> you know, when the players complain about it, that you know, his only job is kicking field goals, and he can't hit one or extra point, there's a problem. Well, you know, that happens a lot in college football now and pro football, too. We've seen it happen to the Bengals. I mean, look at that guy for the Bengals. You, you know, they, he came in here, came in, in here, in the Cincinnati as – they called him uh, the leg at the University of Florida, I think. Yeah, McPherson. Yeah, and he came in there and could have won the game twice for the Bengals against Green Bay. Didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, the pro kickers do it too. I mean, they get paid a lot more money than college kickers do. Yeah, so, but, you know, I mean, he consistent at missing. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, he well, the Cincinnati kicker consistently missed too. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. The but, Green Bay game, I think, the only one he really had trouble with. Yeah. Oh well, Green Bay's kicker. I mean, that guy's been kicking for years. He never misses. He missed three. I yeah. Could, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I think there were five missed field goals in that. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. again, that guy's for me. He's automatic. Mason yeah. Crosby is that who it was for Green Bay? I think it was. Yeah, well, that's what the announcer's saying. Yeah, you know, it's it's not it's unnatural for him to miss. Yeah, <laughs> he never misses. Uh, and when he missed that first one, I thought, well, this is the only chance that the Bengals are going to get to win this game, you know. Yeah. And, and then he shanked it, and I'm like, wow, okay. He, I mean, he shanked the second one too after Cincinnati did. Yeah. So I thought, oh well, you know what? This is never happening because. The Bengals, you know, we we know you're a Bengals tiger. You're a cat. You got another of your nine lives right here today. So, uh, you know, yeah. and they Cincinnati kicker did it. So, you know, when you get those kickers in there, you you just never know, do you? No, because isn't that in the uh, Bengals isn't he a fresh in, a fresh a rookie kicker? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Which you that's understandable the pressure big game like that yeah well um i understand that part of it too but when i look at the salaries these guys are making and if if you don't go in there and perform and you know they waived the veteran kicker or they they had a chance to sign other kickers but they believe in this kid you know i understand he's a kid he's he's a young guy but if you're going to get into professional football like i did with baseball you better have your game on because kickers that miss don't last long in the NFL, just no. like pitchers who give up home runs in professional baseball. They don't last long. You know, so no. it, it's a mindset that you got to get in and know that you're going to do it, know that you're going to make it. Yeah, I know there's a guy hiking the ball. Yeah, I know there's a guy holding the ball, placing the ball. But you know what? They practice that. How often? All week? Every day. Some, yeah, that's all they, and that's all their job is. That's yeah. all they do. Is. Yeah. So, anyway, just, you know, you yeah. put a few people in the stands, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the, the everything starts to tighten up and pucker up, and, and you don't, yeah. you know, you don't know what's going through that guy's head. Yeah, so the game starts at 1 tomorrow. 1 o'clock, yeah. Yeah. Will the XTQ gamblers be there? Yes, going to be there. Going to have uh, pizza and Pepsi products from G&J Pepsi, pizza from Donato's Pizza, too. And I think we're going to have some gift certificates to give away there, too, and some other things, too. So stop by there. and. Uh, well, yes, my pregame meal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good one, I'll tell you. I've had it down there, too. It is, it's pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So stop, stop by there and say hello. No, I always stop there, and I'll sit there and talk. Because they got a new guy this year. Yeah, RJ? Yeah, he only works Saturdays, he told me. Yeah, yeah, he goes down there and, and uh, does the live broadcast from there and, and hangs out there at the tent and says hello. And I, I think, uh, well, I thought we were going to have some other people try to do it as well. Uh, but RJ seems to like to do that. So, I mean, Liz has been out on a couple remotes and she loves doing stuff like that she loves driving the jambulance <laughs> wow 
Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there tomorrow. So, same place, same bat channel, and same location. Well, he had to switch locations last week because he couldn't get in where they usually go. Oh, yeah? Oh, I didn't yeah, know he, that. Yeah, he's cleared down the other end where oh, they my. usually pull in where the small cabin is. Oh, yeah. The culinary had their tents set up, and they had all their vans and trucks there, and he couldn't. They had him blocked. He couldn't pull in there. He'd go all the way down the other end to come in. Good and heavens. And down the end away from everybody. Well, I'm going to have to go down there and uh, stake out that spot and pitch the tent. What do you think? It sounds like a winner. Before Culinary Arch gets down there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll get down there and pitch pitch it tonight in the dark when nobody's looking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they probably wouldn't say anything anyway putting the tent up. What's that? They probably wouldn't say anything any putting the tent up. I wouldn't think so until they no. came in there tomorrow and say, wait a minute, we're supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, life's too short to worry about things like that. Yeah, I know. It, it was because he had a lot of pieces left because wasn't nobody down, coming down that way. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to have to try to address that today then to see what we can do about moving it there and so everyone can uh, see where we are. Come visit us. Yeah, they can get in there earlier. That's Maybe in the beat them getting in there. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to suggest that to the folks who coordinate that here at the radio station. Yeah. See what we can yeah. do. Yeah, because the guy was real friendly and, you know, talkative. And we're sitting there talking and we're eating pizza. <laughs> yeah, that makes every conversation better. Yeah. And free pizza makes it taste even better, too. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Free pizza and Pepsi, I mean, you know. What? I don't drink Pepsi. I'll drink Dr. Pepper or I'll drink water. Yeah. I won't. I don't. Pepsi, if I'm on sugar water, I'll make my own. Yeah, there you go. To me, it's too sweet. Um, yeah. You know, other people say, oh, Coke's too sweet. Well, no, there's a difference. I think there is. I mean, oh, you, if you were to ask Dave, he would say, no, I can't tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi. I think he's said that before. Well, or maybe if you, it's, all you drink is Coke, and you and somebody sips you a Pepsi, you're gonna know the difference. I am, yeah. Oh, I, mean, I if, definitely. Somebody tried to fool me one time. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. both of them. I can handle both of them, but I think maybe yeah. Dave said it was uh, he can t he couldn't tell a or he could tell a difference or couldn't tell a difference between uh, uh, diet Pepsi and regular Pepsi or diet Coke and regular Coke. One of them, like that. Maybe that's what it was. But anyway, I can tell a difference. Between a Diet Coke and a Diet Pepsi or a regular Coke and a regular Pepsi. Oh, definitely. I don't care what anybody says. They can say they can't tell the difference. I can. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about if we got there doing the OU one, marching 110? Yeah. Uh, oh, shoot. What's that one they do? I know, the one, I know the one you're talking about. It's long train running. Yep. I couldn't think of it. I was going to say <laughs> the Doobie Brothers, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right, I'll see if I can pick that out somewhere here. Yeah, you keep up the good job. You and Dave do all right. I listen a lot. Sometimes I'll throw a, get in there and try to throw a ringer in. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, there's some good ones, too. Here, here I got a joke for you. Um, let's see. Yeah, you, can I'm, you might get this one. You ready? Yeah. What kind of cereal do snowmen eat? 
And that crackle and pop. Frosted flakes. Frosted flakes. That should have, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking, crunching in the, you know, walking in the snow, yeah. cracking. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all it That's is. Good. That's all I got. Well, me too. I'm <laughs> going to get off and listen. And all right. Well, you, 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 you can use that one later if you want. You don't even have to have to tell them I told you that. You can just say that you it's yours. Yeah, I appreciate it, but <laughs> I don't take credit unless I have the credit. Well, you got credit, man, so you can have it. <laughs> well, you have a great weekend, Scott. Thanks, Don. You too. I'll see you, buddy. Yeah, talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. That's how it works. I always enjoy talking to Don. He's always so upbeat and happy, isn't he? You know, and he's told us about his health issues before, and it'd be real easy for him to not have a good disposition like he does every time he calls us anyway. So that's one of the things I was going to talk about, uh, if we have time to, about anxiety, about things, you know, things that we let affect us more than really they should. I've had people tell me, and I've told people this too, about all this worrying that people do. You know, you ever know anybody that worries? They're like, what do they call them, a worry wart? I don't know. But they worry about stuff. And I never knew anyone more calm than my dad about things because he knew there was always a solution somewhere. We just would find it. Now, if he did stress and worry, he kept it internalized. But outwardly, nip, never saw it. But I said, too, did, did whenever the situation, whatever it was, whatever the outcome was, did all that worrying do any good to affect the outcome of that situation or that problem or that issue? And a lot of times people stop and think and they say, well... No, I guess it didn't. I said, well, wasn't that kind of a waste of time for you? And they're like, yeah, now that you look at it that way, it really was a waste of time. So anyway, it's okay to be concerned about something, yeah. There's a difference for me being concerned and being worried about something. But for me, worry is a waste of time. So I try to keep that disposition that Dad always had. And the same thing, there's always a solution to a problem. You just got to find it. Whether it means work a little harder, do something a little different, and we all know the definition of uh, what they call insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, something like that. I don't know. I kind of think about that, about, about football coaches that call the same play over and over that doesn't work. I'm like, come on, guys, you know, how many times are you going to run that? Defense knows it's coming. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was talking about the uh, Big Ten uh, Ohio State Buckeyes earlier this morning. They travel to Indiana, and uh, they take on the Hoosiers at 730. That's a national game on ABC TV, I believe. Kickoff is at 730. Uh, pre-game will start at 6 p.m. here on 970 WATH and uh, also 97.1 FM. And you can catch all the live exciting action of the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels, and his uh, sidekick Jim Lachey as uh, they kick it off from the Hoosier State 
Uh, going to be a always a tough game. Indiana always seems to play Ohio State tough there. Uh, so anyway, uh, airtime, pregame, 6 p.m., kickoff at 7.30 here on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. And I always like to say we are proud to be an affiliate of the Ohio State Football Radio Network and also the Basketball Radio Network of the Buckeyes. So, Buckeyes, uh, I think they're up to number five in the national rankings. And, uh, wow, how about the University of Cincinnati? They're ranked at number two. What's the committee going to do with them if they go undefeated, which I think they very much so will do just that. (laughs) But here's the elephant in the room. Cincinnati's strength of schedule is weak with the exception of the Notre Dame game which they beat Notre Dame at Indiana or excuse me at Notre Dame well it's in Indiana but they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame I'm telling you what that is no small feat it is week number eight of the college football rankings and uh well We'll see what happens this week. So, uh, Cincinnati plays at Navy at noon tomorrow. That game's on ESPN2. Uh, we'll go through a few of these here. It may be of interest to folks here around this area, listening area. If you're an Alabama fan, they uh, will be hosting Tennessee. Uh, for me, that'll be a blowout. Alabama win big. Ohio State at Indiana. We already talked about that. Uh, Michigan, number six, will host Northwestern. Uh, that game's at noon. Uh, Penn State will host Illinois. And I think both Michigan and Penn State will win big. Uh, let's see, who else? Notre Dame will be hosting USC. That's always a good rivalry. And uh, anybody else in there? Let's see, Big Ten teams. Purdue will be hosting Wisconsin, number 25, Purdue who uh, knocked off Iowa uh, last week, and in convincing fashion, I might add. Uh, So anyway, uh, that game was at Iowa, too, if I'm not mistaken. That doesn't happen at Iowa, but it did. Uh, So Purdue climbs into the top 25. How about that? Georgia at number one, Cincinnati, two, Oklahoma, three, Alabama, four, the Buckeyes, five, Michigan, six, Penn State, 7. Michigan State, 9. And Iowa uh, dropped to number 11. Uh, so there's uh, how many Big Ten teams? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 Big Ten teams in the top 11. Yeah, they used to say top 10, but I'm going the top 11. And uh, there was an upset uh, this past Wednesday night, Appalachian State. Uh, defeated number 14, Coastal Carolina, and knocked them completely out of the top 25 rankings. Appy State certainly has a history of upsets. As uh, many of you may remember, football fans, when they beat uh, Michigan at Michigan, when Michigan was ranked number 5 in 2007. Nobody had ever heard of Appy State except uh, Southern Conference teams, but uh, they, they got it done. All right, some big games in high school. Uh, tonight, uh, the Athens County game of the week on Power 105 will feature uh, the Alexander Spartans traveling to Rock Springs to take on the Megs Marauders. That game will air at 7 p.m. 
on our sister, uh, sister station, Power 105. And uh, let's see. And the Athens Bulldogs, a uh, big game on the plains at Joe Burrow Stadium. They will be hosting the first place Nelsonville York Buckeyes. Now, if Nelsonville York wins, they will win the TVC Ohio outright. Now, if they lose and Wellston wins, uh, they will share it with Wellston. Wellston, the rivalry game at Vinton County tonight. That'll be a good ball game. Vinton County's got a good ball club this year. So there are the two games uh, that are going to be affecting uh, the TVC Ohio standings uh, tonight. Nelsonville York at Athens, uh, the game on 970 WATH, the home of the Athens Bulldogs, and uh, the Power 105 game of the week. Uh, Alexander Spartans traveling to Rock Springs to take on the Marauders. All right. Now, speaking of sports, uh, I wanted to mention a senior tennis player at Athens High School, and uh, her name is Anna Chen. She has made history at Athens High School, and I wanted to make sure to give her uh, some props and uh, congratulations. Uh, Athens senior Anna Chen, uh, one of the best tennis players in Bulldogs history. Uh, she came one win away from making the state tennis tournament as a singles player uh, her junior season, uh, but now she will be playing in the Division II singles state tournament this weekend. Uh, so I wanted to make sure to wish her well and congratulations on such a great year and a great career at Athens High School. Anna Chen. Anna will be thinking of you, and we will be behind you all the way. So good luck to you, Anna. And, uh, hey, have a great tournament up there. You can do it. That's why you play him, right? All right. Now, uh, Athens Bulldogs soccer uh, eliminated uh, Warren Local High School. Are they still called Warren or Warren Local? Warren High School, I guess it is. Uh, two to one in the first round of the tournament. Uh, so way to go, Bulldogs. And it uh, looks like the Athens girls soccer team uh, finished up their season with the uh, sectional finals at Fairfield Union last night. They uh, were defeated two to one by uh, Fairfield Union. So great seasons for both the Athens High School uh, Bulldogs boys soccer team and Athens High School girls soccer team as uh, we continue on with some sports news here. Uh, Alexander uh, girls soccer team, I believe it is, they have defeated Greenfield McLean High School 7 to nothing. Uh, the boys won. I'm sorry, the boys moved on with a 7 to nothing win over Greenfield McLean. So a uh, great program there, uh, coached by Kirk Crow, the Alexander High School boys soccer team. They move on in the uh, tournament. Uh, the Spartan girls team hosted uh, uh, Greenfield McLean, I do believe. Uh, they dropped a two to one overtime loss. Wow, uh, I'm sorry, they lost to Ironton St. Joe in overtime. The boys beat Greenfield McLean and uh, the girls were defeated by Ironton St. Joe in overtime. So uh, great seasons there for the Albany uh, located Alexander High School girls soccer team. Uh, the boys still playing as they move on with a 7 to nothing win. So uh, way to go, Coach Crow and uh, the Alexander 
soccer team. Now the Spartans will move on uh, to Unioto for the district semifinal on Tuesday. And apparently the, the uh, Spartans have uh, beaten the Shermans a few games back and uh, also knocked them out of the tournament last season. So good luck, Alexander Soccer. And uh, we've already spoken about uh, other football games here in the area. And uh, let's mention the remaining Athens County football teams as it is now 9.49, 11 minutes until 10 o'clock. Uh, the Trimble Tomcats, uh, the, I think they picked up a game in Week 10. I think they're hosting Crooksville, if I'm not mistaken, tonight. So uh, Tomcats, traditionally, once again having a good year. They will move on in the playoffs, I have no doubt. Uh, with the win tonight, Nelsonville-York, I think they will probably be in the playoffs. But uh, with the win tonight against Athens, uh, I think that should lock them in to the playoffs. Uh, Spartans at Megs. And uh, let's see, did that do it for all of our Athens County teams? I think it did. Athens, Alexander, Nelsonville, York, Federal Hawking. Uh, I think they may be finished up for their season. Uh, let me take a look here. Nope, they play at Millersport tomorrow night. So uh, good luck to all of our Athens County teams. Okay. Well, that finishes that up there as far as the sports roundup. And uh, that's what I like to do. I mean, uh, we talk about so many other things during the week on Party Line. A great interview with uh, Mayor Steve Patterson yesterday and uh, some informational things, too. One thing I wanted to mention uh, they were talking about as we shift gears out of the sports realm uh, was the, the uh, Route 50 Sanitary Sewer Extension Project. Uh, I was able to find some information from last December. Uh, so not quite a year ago. Uh, this plan has been going on for a decade. Uh, they've had some flaws, fixes, uh, some bidding issues, uh, whether federal funding for the project would still be available. Uh, so apparently, obviously, that's all been worked out. They are working on that as we speak. And, uh, well, it... it it allowed me to find some information because I think there was a question yesterday when this was going to be finished and uh, contract A and C uh, estimated 15.7 million uh, B and D estimated cost of 6.9 million uh, contract E estimated cost of 3.15 million with uh, different construction companies now um, here it is, the scope of the work. Contracts A and C include the Hebbardsville area, including the lift station and the Selby Road lift station, as well as the Bent, Book, uh, Bent Brook Road area, including the lift station. Contracts B and D are for the Benita Lane area, including the lift station, and the Irvin Road area, including the lift station on that road, and the Beechwood lift station. Contract E was for the West Carroll Road area, including the lift station. Now the cumulative total of the bids is uh, $21.3 million, nearly $4.4 million less than the project's anticipated cost. Um, now the workers, the construction crews, uh, the, the companies, they began construction, I believe, right around February and uh, continued in the spring and is continuing now. Uh, 
but the contract apparently must be completed in January of 2023 or be billed for liquidated damages each day. The work continues past the deadline. So that's a little bit of an update for what was discussed yesterday uh, on Party Line with uh, Mayor Steve Patterson. And, uh, of course, that is outside the city limits, but uh, that is one subject that was touched on that that question was left unanswered. So, uh, anyway, there you have that. All right, it is uh, 9.53 now as we continue on with Party Line here on 97. W-A-T-H, and uh, let's see, I had something in here that uh, I wanted to share with you, and this is from 1950, all right, this is a it's a free-for-all Friday, so we're pretty much going to keep on with, uh, you know, the free-for-all stuff, <laughs> whatever we want to gab about and talk about, whether it's sports or something else, uh, but anyway... Something I found pretty interesting, and some of these items that were popular in 1950. Now, see if you remember any of these. I, sir, I do, but I was obviously not alive then. But it was, you know, still in effect even in, into the 60s. Uh, one word, the, uh, these words were common, uh, commonly used during that time, all right? Here's one, an action figure. Plastic took over the toy industry, replacing lead and making figurines such as Little Army Men and became more popular than ever. Bermuda shorts. Some businessmen decided to wear baggy shorts. This is all in 1950, remember. Paired with suit jackets, dress shirts, ties, and knee socks that were office-appropriate. Can you imagine walking into an office with people dressed like that? Well, I, you know, it's Halloween every day now, so it wouldn't wouldn't be surprising. Um, the BLT sandwich became popular in 1950. Uh, let's see. Bug out, the term originated in World War II, uh, be, uh, became associated with the Korean War when a parody of Hank Snow's I'm Moving On called Bug Out Boogie sums up G.I.'s experience there. Now, here's one I remember seeing, a butterfly chair. The winged chair. Man, I did not like sitting in those things. But uh, it was a tubular steel chair with suspended fabric seats. Around since the 1930s, it started to get noticed in 1950, and apparently sales of that chair soared after that. Credit cards. Diners Club president Frank McNamara envisions a new kind of credit system, one that's not exclusive to a single merchant. Drywall. Remember that as it transpired? Thousands of new homes go up in the suburbs, and more builders began to use drywall, which could be installed more quickly and cheaper than plaster. Now, this is all in 1950. And, uh, let's see, a jackalope, a bogus creature put together by a Wyoming taxidermist in the 30s. It was then, in 1950, a favorite subject for countless postcards sent home by families that vacationed in the western United States. 
And private label is another term. Labels on fashionable clothing made exclusively for a store to promote the brand, not big name designers. Snowblowers were popular in 1950. Remember those? Toro had the, uh, the market on snow removal business. They had an, uh, an item, a piece of machinery called the Snowboy. I'm sure folks remember that, too. And here's one more. White Wall. The popularity of this tire option comes roaring back when teenagers dig the flashy look, and they go on to say, the whiter the white wall, the better. How about that? <laughs> Some terms that, uh, yeah, back in the day, as they say. So uh, with that, we've got a couple minutes left here in Party Line, so I uh, thought we might finish up with a little music as uh, my throat's a little bit scratchy this morning, and I'm not sure where that came from, but uh, anyway, it can go away soon as far as I care. <laughs> Well, here's some funnies to finish this off. Uh, here's one that says, When parents say to kids, Go to your room and think about what you've done. Well, they say it's really a good practice for what you'll do every night as an adult. <laughs> uh, you'll, know, you'll know you're an adult when you suddenly start taking Bert's side over Ernie's. Oh, boy. Oh, here's one I remember from uh, grade school, even junior high school. It's one hard thing to explain to people under 20 how legitimately exciting it used to be when the teacher would wheel in an overhead projector. (laughs) That means we were going to watch a movie or else get to see something on that overhead. Now... Here's one that maybe we all can uh, identify with. It's me as a kid, all right? This writing is me as a kid. Hey, I have that toy. Me as an adult. Hey, I'm on that medication. (laughs) Oh, just some funny ones I thought I would share with you uh, there before we head on out of here for this Friday edition of Party Line on 970 WATH. Enjoy the week and enjoy the Friday today. Every day is a great day, isn't it? A day in the gift of life. Have a blessed day as always. I'll see you in a few minutes on Party Line as you get the daily trifecta today on 970 WATH. Once again, uh, power is out on East to State Street that is apparently affecting uh, the FM transmitter of 97.1 on the AM side, and uh, well, it's actually an FM frequency, and also uh, Power 105 continues to be off the air due to that AEP power outage, and restoration time is estimated to be right around 11.30 this morning. So stay tuned here with me as we continue on a sentimental journey in minutes on 970 WATH. We join CBS News in progress have been infected with COVID amid the surge of the Delta variant. If federal regulators sign off on it, vaccinations could start as soon as next month with children fully immunized by Christmas. Yeah.